Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout. Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. And I am just one part of the Pro Football Scouting Show here with my sidekick, my co-host, Austin Smith. Austin, are you ready to talk about which NFC offensive players can have a breakout year in 2019? Oh, absolutely, man. After doing the AFC the other day, I've been uh, I've been itching to do the NFC, knowing that my Cowboys and your Giants are part of the conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's always Always, always fun when we can talk. We can talk on our teams and, and not just the whole NFL. But this show is brought to you by PigskinNutRadio.com. Uh, this is going to be the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. You might be driving to work, having lunch, driving home, or maybe just having a nice, relaxing evening. It's always better when you when you get your football fix and you can hear your football radio. I like to have football radio on all the time. Maybe when you're with the lady in the bedroom, that's when you turn it off. But look, we got some good stuff for you, folks. Whether you want to hear scouting reports on this show, the Pro Football Scouting Show, or hearing how we scout generally the players in the NFL, tuning into controversial topics and debates uh, where we've actually talked about things like, you know, the drug policy in the NFL. Should marijuana still be banned in the NFL? Um, you know, how has how have societal issues like the kneeling and all this stuff, you know, the, you know, how has this all changed NFL culture and societal culture as well? And maybe you want to get uh, your fix, you know, on your individual team. We're growing that right now, right now as well. Uh, we just started a, um, a, a new podcast on the New York Giants that I host called Scouting Giants. Uh, you can hear our producer, Josh Davis, and Hunter Marchetto on the Philly Convo talking about the Eagles. Um Austin is the host of our Cowboys podcast, The Big D Beatdown, and then we do have Browns, Broncos, Steelers, and Chiefs all on their way. Guys, this is the future of picks. This is the future of football radio. Make pigskinnut.com and pigskinnutradio.com uh, your ultimate source for football news and radio. It's the football news and the football radio you've been missing. So um, we're gonna we're gonna start out today, Austin, by um, you know talking about. Um, you know the NFC East because again today's show to remind everyone you know we're we're looking at we're looking at the best we're looking at the guys that can break out on the offensive side of the ball and we're going to go to every single team and talk about is there a guy that we feel will have a breakout player we we might we might we might say this guy has a chance but there might be someone some guys that we just have more 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 conviction on well Austin you know starting things out with with your Dallas Cowboys. Looking at the offensive side of the ball, uh, a guy who I think you know has a good chance of breaking out and really having a much more productive sophomore year, much more much more productive, is going to be is going to be Michael Gallup. Yeah, they added Randall Cobb, Amari Cooper, you know, um, is 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 there, but um, Michael Gallup, uh, the second year wide receiver out of, out of Colorado State, this is an aggressive wide receiver who runs routes and can track the ball, 
showed me a lot on college tape, showed me a lot preseasons and, and some tape I saw during the regular season. I really think that he, to me, is is the one guy that I think has the best chance of breaking out. But don't forget um, about the, about this about this offensive line. Um, Connor Williams and Lyle, Lyle Collins, um, they were highly they were highly touted prospects. And with Tyron Smith coming back, you know, a healthy Travis Frederick, hopefully, and, and Zach Martin, um, it get you know it, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna help those other offensive linemen play better. Connor Williams, Layout Collins, these guys have a have a have a lot of upside, and they're really good football players. I remember watching them in college, uh, and I think you know both of these guys really stand to take another step forward. So when I look at breakout guys in the offensive side of the ball. Michael Gallup is the first one that comes to mind, but I'm not looking past uh, Connor Williams and Leo Collins. Connor Williams, their left guard. Leo Collins playing right tackle. Um, Austin, this is your team, so I mean, take it away. Do you do you see guys on the offensive side of the ball that that can be breakout and two not that can be breakout stars in 2019? Oh, absolutely, and and you hit the nail right on the head with the two you mentioned. And uh, Michael Gallup is. Uh, He's the one here in Dallas that 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 people are are really buzzing about, you know, in his second season. You know, um, you, you look at his his rookie year stats: thirty three catches in the regular season, five hundred and seven yards, only two scores. You know, those don't really blow you away. But the truth is, you know, when you talk about the learning curve and the chemistry needed with a quarterback in the passing game, the learning curve for for wide receivers when they enter the NFL is just, I mean. It's not so much on the mental side of things as much as it's just getting on the same page as your quarterback. So it can be very difficult. Um, the things that really, I think, get us excited about him in Dallas is is you look uh, through, you know, the first 11 games of the year. He has, you know, I want to say uh, I, I want to say it's 17 receptions uh, to that point, And he almost equals that. The pretty much through the last month of the season, he didn't play against uh, Indianapolis. Uh, well, he he did. He didn't uh, didn't play much though. That game, you know, uh, th- that that was kind of a tricky game with with some of the guys, you know, being pulled and and stuff like that, just to to prevent you know injury, knowing that it, it got out of hand early. But um, bottom line is, I mean, down the stretch, you look at week thirteen, he goes five receptions, seventy six yards. Week fourteen, he's got four receptions. Uh, week sixteen and seventeen, he's got three receptions apiece. Uh, and then you you look at his best game of the season, which was the final game uh, of the playoffs for them against the Rams. He goes six receptions, one hundred nineteen yards, and a touchdown. You know that's his chemistry with Dak just grew and grew. And they put out a story on DallasCowboys.com this week talking about uh, Michael Gallup taking the next step and how this guy is really a student of the game. I mean, he hangs on Dak Prescott's hip. He is always asking him ever, after every play whether the ball was thrown to him or not, you know, where was I in the progression, you know, uh, you know, what, what did you see from me? If you did, you know, see me in the progression, what was there not enough separation or was I not on time? Things like that. He really, really has that drive to become a great receiver in this league. And, uh, and like I say, you know, as the season went on late in the season, we really saw him and Dak start to click, uh, you know, Connor Williams, you know, Connor Williams, biggest issue as a rookie was just that he wasn't prepared, uh, physically, to be moved to guard. 
I mean, and 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 people all, all the time, all season long, I had to listen to it from some of my cowboy friends. You know, just oh, Connor Williams isn't that good, and he's not strong enough, and blah blah blah. And I, I continuously defended him and said, guys, this is a guy who trained throughout the draft process to play left tackle because there were teams who wanted him on their roster as a left tackle. And it just so happens the Cowboys were the ones to grab him before some of those other teams could. And we had a need on the interior. So this is a guy that was drafted onto a team knowing that, hey, the way he's physically built himself to enter the NFL is not the way he needs to be built. And I told him, I said, guys, go back and look at his sophomore tape at Texas. This is not a guy who's too small. I mean, he was a big physical kid during his time at Texas. But when you're going into the draft, you try and adjust your body, your weightlifting habits, things like that to the things that you're going to be – you believe you're going to be asked to do at the next level. It just so happens that a team that wanted him at left tackle didn't didn't draft him. A team that needed him at guard did. So, you know, but anyway, he he's put on the weight. I mean, people have talked about how he looks physically bigger. Uh, this kid's a hard worker, and, and he's sandwiched between – two all pros in Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick. Now who's coming back. I mean, I'm sorry when you're in that situation, uh, you just can't help, but to, to, to play at a high level, you know, if you're talented, which Connor Williams is. So, so those two guys, you know, maybe you throw in Blake Jarwin, who kind of was in the same situation as Michael Gallup late in the year. He, he really got his chemistry with Dak had a monster game against the New York giants to close out the regular season. And I, when I say monster game, I mean a, a historic game in Cowboys history. I mean, uh, a Dallas Cowboy tight end has never caught three touchdowns in a game. That Yes, that includes Jason Witten. That includes some of the older greats like Mike Dicka. That includes guys like Jay Novacek during those early 90s years when we were winning Super Bowls. I mean, uh, guys, I'll be honest with you. You know, this guy went out and really showed that he has an ability, at least as a receiver, to be a darn good tight end. So, you know, we, we could see him take a step forward. I know Jason Witten's back, but that doesn't mean that, you know, pass kit, you know, receiving situations that you don't get Blake Jarwin on the field because he is a really good receiving tight end. So he's another guy that could take a, a big leap. And I've even told some people, it wouldn't shock me not one bit if Blake Jarwin next year has more catches than Jason Witten. Yeah, you know, and and that and that's and that's going to be, I, I think, a, a big a big thing we want to look for is, you know, Jason Witten's coming back, but you know, can can some of the, can some of these guys step up and fill the role? Um, you know, Blake Jarwin, a guy that you mentioned, uh, a guy I was really big on last year. You know, it was 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 Dalton Schultz, a guy that good route runner, good blocker, really really good in terms of being able to sink his hips to get separation. So. He was a guy I was high on last year, but, you know, I, I think, you know, I think we're both in agreement that, you know, we, we talk about these established guys on the Dallas offensive line. And, of course, that's that's Tyron Smith. Um, it's Zach Martin. It's Travis Frederick. But, you know, they they've they've spent early draft stock on, on other on other wide receivers as well. Um, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break and uh, we're going to come back and discuss my team the New York football giants. All right. And we're back here on the pro football scouting show today. We're, we're, we're essentially taking, uh, you know, the standpoint of, okay, let's, 
let's scout these teams based on the players that we that we've watched and who who do we feel has a chance of becoming you know a breakout player next year a guy that could really turn into a star um we t- just talked about the dallas cowboys we're going to move on to their rival my team the new york giants um for me austin you know i i'm kind of looking in in the same areas um that that i looked at as dallas i'm looking at the same areas for the new york giants because uh let me tell you um as the season went on um you started to see will hernandez start to dominate um he got he got he got beat uh i saw he got beat a lot early in the season but he's he's he started to be a road grader as the season went on if you notice towards the end of the season eli manning he he was standing more upright and i think a big reason for that um, was was Will Hernandez? Um, you know they're going to pair him now with Kevin Zeitler. This could be the best combo of guards in the NFL this year. So I really think Will Hernandez will take a big step, and I think another guy that could take a big step um, is right tackle Mike Remmers because he came over from Minnesota. His natural position is right tackle. He hasn't always consistently played that, but I think when you plug him in at right tackle, you're going to get a really good football player. Um, so, so, but, but if you're going to ask me the one guy that, that I look at, that's really going to break out and evolve more than any of them, you know, it's, it's Will, it's Will Hernandez, Sterling Shepard, maybe an outside shot, but, you know, I still think that, um, you know, they don't have a true number one receiver, wide receiver on their team. Uh, so to me, if you're going to ask me, who's the one guy I look at, it's Will Hernandez at left guard and then uh, right tackle, uh, Mike Remmers, who came over from Minnesota. Yeah, you know, and 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 you you took the words right out of my mouth with uh with Will Hernandez. I mean, that's 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 the guy that I think really takes his game to another level in his second year. You know, obviously this was a guy that came into the league and everybody knew he was going to be more ready to block in the run game than in pass protection. I mean, all due respect, you know, to to U- University of Texas El Paso. You know, they're not exactly, you know, the most dynamic offense when it comes to throwing the football around and getting these guys ready in pass protection. This guy was a road grade blocker. I mean, he was going to, you know, he was going to bully people around in the run game, but he was going to need some time to adjust and and learn some of the finer points of of pass protection. And, you know, if anything, you know, continuity, you know, should be a reason he takes a step forward. Hey, I've got the same guy to my left and the same guy to my right, you know, uh, playing this year. So in all honesty, I mean, Will Hernandez just on that alone, I think, is going to continue to get better in pass protection and make, you know, and make that offensive line better than what it's been. But at the end of the day, this team's got one of the best running backs in the NFL in Saquon Barkley, and that's after only one year. <laughs> I mean, he has already established himself as one of the most dangerous running backs in this game. And I'll tell you right now, I think we're going to see games where Will Hernandez and Saquon Barkley just absolutely, I mean, that where, where they just constantly run that football behind Will Hernandez because this is a guy who moves other human beings. I mean, and it don't matter how big they are. He moves them. He drives them off the football. And I think that's going to be uh, something that, you know, that just takes another step forward this year. And it's not like Barkley had a bad year last year. But like I say, this year, I think if you're asking me 
on third and short or fourth and short, who am I running behind? I, I think Will Hernandez is going to be one of the top names on that list across the NFL by the time this season is over. Yeah, and, and you know, on the other side, they, they got they got Kevin Zeitler, you know, perennial pro bowler, um, you know, regarded as, as one of the best guards in the game. And, and these are two humongous human beings. Um, you know, not only are they good guards, but – you know, Kevin's Kevin Zeitler looks like the Incredible Hulk. So does Will Hernandez. Good football players. So, uh, look, there's um, there's a lot to like about you know what the Giants can have can have on their offensive line this year. So we're gonna we're gonna move on uh, to our next team on the list here, um, focusing on the NFC East, uh, and that and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, Austin. You know, I, I really feel that offensively. Um, this is this is a really deep roster. Um, this is this is a deep roster even defensively as well, um, especially when you look at what they have on the on the defensive line there. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, he had his breakout season. Um, so you know, really, you know, when you look at the guys in this roster, pretty much, you know, the only guys that you know that I'm seeing that really have the potential for breakout seasons, at least for me, are guys that are rookies because. A lot of these guys, like the Alshon Jeffries, the Deshaun Jacksons, the Jason Peters, the Jason Kelseys, the Lane Johnsons, the Zach Ertz, you know, even Jordan Howard, these 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 guys have had have ha- have broken out to the level that they can break out to at this point. But you know, they have uh, I think one of the strongest you know offensive rookie classes in the NFL, um, and any of these guys you know could potentially break out because. You know, with everything that they, every, they with all, you know, they don't have. It's not like they have the best receivers in the NFL, but they have. They're deep at receiver position, and JJ Arcega Whiteside, I think, is going to be. I think is one of the best red zone threats that we had in the NFL draft this year. Maybe, maybe the best one actually. Um, you know, when you throw the ball up his way, he's he's a he is a great great contested catch receiver, and he's also a really good route runner. Um, if Jason Peters goes down, Austin, you know Andre Dillard. When you want to look, when you want to look at a pure pass protecting tackle, he's NFL, he's NFL ready. And and Miles Sanders, um, he's you know you know everyone talks about Saquon Barkley and his start and stop ability and his cutting ability. Miles Sanders, you know he's not Saquon Barkley. But Miles Sanders, I think you know can be a special player. And really, you know, any of these any of these guys, you know, could, you know, could break out, you know, when I'm looking at, you know, Dillard or Sega Whiteside, Miles Sanders. But the question is, is that, you know, um, will they will they get the playing time to do so? Because our Sega Whiteside, it's it's a crowded receiver group, um, which could benefit him because then, you know, he'll he'll be able to get, you know, cleaner, you know, you know, people won't be as concerned about him. Um, Jason Peters could stay in there and then, you know, Jordan Howard could be their bell cow. So, um, but you know, I, I think if you look at any of those three guys, if any of those three guys are thrusted into a role, Austin, where they got, they got to be the guy or one of the guys, I think they're ready to do it in year one. All right. Cover your ears, cowboy fans, because I don't want you to hear this. I think Carson Wentz is having a breakout season. And yes, this is the same Carson Wentz who probably was going to be the MVP two years ago if he stays healthy through the season. And I think it's going to start with him being healthy. 
And, you know, uh, and I get it. He's he's played at a high level already. I mean, it's it's not a breakout. But I, I'll tell you what I've got him breaking out. Uh, 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 l- 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 let me just give my explanation here. Carson Wentz is no has not been in that top five quarterbacks in the NFL conversation because of the last two years of injuries. However, they've had an insurance policy there for Carson Wentz during that time period with Nick Foles. That insurance policy is gone. Carson Wentz, uh, whether he wants to say it out loud or not, inside, Carson Wentz has got to feel like this is his opportunity to truly win over that locker room, that front office, that coaching staff, and that fan base. Guys, but the training wheels are gone. We've got no, I mean, right now they've got Nate Sudfeld and, you know, fifth round pick Clayton Thorson out of Northwestern behind him. You know, not a lot of, of, of confidence in either one of those guys, at least not right now. You know, maybe Thorson, you know, shows some of that upside that we thought he had coming out of Northwestern, although some injuries kind of drug him down. But, but bottom line is, hey, bud, right now, Philadelphia Eagle fans are as nervous about their quarterback situation as they've been since you got there. I mean, they 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 know that that one injury away from the season completely falling apart on a roster like you said that is deep on both sides of the ball legitimately has a chance to not only win the NFC East but also compete for a Super Bowl. That all rests on the health of Carson Wentz. And I, I, I got to be honest, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl, but I think Carson Wentz not only stays healthy this year, you know, puts that front office at ease about giving him a contract extension, puts that team at ease, because obviously I'm sure, you know, there were some guys that maybe wondered if Nick Foles, you know, should have had that job at times last year. I think Carson Wentz wins over the fan base for good. He wins over that locker room for good. The staff, the front office, I think he's healthy. And not only that, I think he gets in the MVP conversation and puts his name in that top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And yes, I'm talking about amongst the the Patrick Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers, you know, that group of quarterback, the Russell Wilsons. I'm talking about being back in that conversation, just no different than Andrew Luck did last year. That's the type hey, of season I'm talking about for Carson Wentz. Hey, hey, Austin, I'll tell you this. My pick to an MVP right now is that guy, Carson Wentz. Um, you know, I didn't put him there because obviously of what he did in that year before he got injured, but, you know, he never really had the chance to finish the year. But, you know, I, I think if he plays a full season – we could be looking at a guy that throws 40 to 50 touchdown passes. Absolutely. And and that's with a group of wide receivers where I don't know if there's any one that is Pro Bowl caliber. But, I mean, they've all got certain skills that make them dangerous. And like, you know, Zach Ertz is one of the top two tight ends in football. Dallas Goddard was a heck of a prospect last year that's in his second year in the league. I mean, when you look at it, They've got a lot of different guys from running back, tight end, and receiver with a lot of different skill sets, you know, and and I tell you right now, I, I agree with you. I think Carson Wentz next year is in the top five in the MVP voting. I think he's healthy, and like I say, I think, you know, 
he puts to bed, you know, the argument that, oh, he can't stay healthy or maybe he's not our future at the position like we thought he is. I think he puts all that to rest. And um, all right, cow- Cowboy fans, you can take the earmuffs off. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we'll make sure this does not make it make it make it to the big D beatdown show. So, um, so yeah, no, um, you know, the last team we're going to talk about here focusing on, on, on the NFC East, um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the Washington Redskins and, you know, this is not a show about defensive players, but I think just, um, I'll, I'll tell you really quick when we're looking at this, this division, um, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a division that has a lot of good defense. So, you know, we're talking, we're talking about, about, about the offense today. Um, but, um, you know, looking at our last team here in the NFC East, uh, you know, the Wash, the Washington Redskins, um, the guy that stands out to me uh, more than anyone else that's going to have a breakout year is a guy that tore his ACL, you know, um, before the season even started. Uh, and that is um, LSU running back um, Darius Geis. Um, Dar- Dar- Darius Geis, you know, when you want to look at uh, complete running like last year. If you want to look at guys that were complete running backs, you know, outside of Saquon Barkley, I said that, that, that I said last year was even behind Saquon Barkley. We have some really good running backs coming out. Darius Geis, you know, is 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 one is one of those guys. And, and I think I think even even in college, you know, he had, you know, he he was he was he was injured at times, so people didn't always really get to see. His his you know his best tape, but um, I think if he's going to be healthy this year, um, and then they rely on him as much or as more than Adrian Peterson, you know he's the first guy that to me I think stands to have a breakout year. Um, a guy that a guy that is tough to bring down, knows knows how to lower his shoulders. You know he's not a guy that shies away from contact. He's got speed. Um, he's got football speed speed more than anything else, and he's just and he's just got tremendous vision um and, and i think you know the running back especially if ap stays healthy is going to be really the calling card you know of of that of that offense so i like darius geis he's the most obvious guy you know the second one i'm going to go with is a guy that has already started to play good football i just think he's going to take another step forward and that is right guard brandon sheriff um he's already turned in, into one of the really good guards in the nfl but i think you know in another year this next year we're going to be hearing about him, you know, even 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 at a higher level. And, um, you know, the wild card in terms of and I say wild card because it's it's interesting. Um, if Dwayne Haskins has a chance to step into this team, st- to step on there uh, as a, as a quarter um, as a quarterback and he wins a starting job, um, he can have a good year, his rookie year, because I'll tell you this. um Dwayne Haskins, you know, if that offensive line can stay healthy, you know, Trent, Trent Williams, you know, Brandon Sheriff, Morgan Moses, they got Eric Flowers there. So, you know, we, we don't never know there, but he is playing guard. But uh, if they if Dwayne Haskins starts and Dwayne Haskins stays, stays healthy, uh, he's still got Jordan Reed. He's still got Vernon Davis. He's got Josh Doxson and he's got his former teammate who, who he already has chemistry with. Terry McLaurin, the rookie wide receiver from Ohio State, I, well, I thought was the better of the two Ohio State wide receivers. So if Dwayne Haskins starts, um, you know, he's 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 got a chance to be offensive rookie of the year. And to me, that 
that constitutes a breakout year. So again, you know, the guy that I look at the most is Darius Geis, but I still think that, you know, Brandon Sheriff, Dwayne Haskins would be the guys I'd, I'd look at behind that. Josh Doxson, um, we'll see. Um, his thing, you know, is, you know, how how routinely can he beat press coverage? And, you know, I think that'll that'll dictate a lot of it. But those are the guys I look at for Washington. Yeah, you know, Geis is the first one that comes to mind for me as well. Uh, and, and that's what that's what Washington's going to do. I mean, this is going to be a, a run the football down your throat offense and a defense that is extremely hard to move the football against. Uh, and and here's the thing, you know, with Adrian Peterson back, I think that just makes Geis all the more dangerous because Geis, when he's fresh, I, I, I'll tell you, he has tape at LSU that reminds you of Marshawn Lynch when he was at Cal. I mean, a, a physical runner that does not go down easy and somehow accelerates faster than a guy with that kind of build should. And uh, and I thought guys, you know, had a ton of upside. Obviously, he didn't make the best decisions leading up to the draft that kind of dropped his stock a little bit. And then the injury. But uh, he's definitely got the the ability to be an impact player for them now that he's healthy and with with guys like Peterson and Chris Thompson, you know, they're pretty loaded at the running back position. They've got a, a nice combination of skills. Um, I like the Terry McLaurin mention because, hey, if that if Dwayne Haskins is going to be the quarterback, then Terry McLaurin is the receiver that he's got more chemistry with than anybody. Uh, and, and that could certainly play a role. This is a guy that that is very polished when it comes to to what he can do at the wide receiver position, uh, you know, and, and I really think that, that, you know, that he's got an opportunity to, to be one of the more reliable targets for them. But I'm going to mention a name that I mentioned on the big D beat down the other day as an, another possible breakout for the Washington Redskins. And that's their slot receiver, Trey Quinn. Uh, this is a kid that last year coming out of SMU, I really thought he had an opportunity to be an instant impact player in the NFL, depending on who took him, because this is a guy that knows how to play in the slot. And guess what? He ends up on a team with Jameis and Crowder already in place. So when I saw that, I kind of, I said, oh, well, you know, that's that. But Jamison Crowder is not there anymore. And I got a feeling that Trey Quinn's a big reason why. I think this staff is going to thrust him into that slot role. And I'm really excited to see what he has because let me tell you something, guys, these slot receivers are a lot like tight ends used to be when it comes to third down faithful. I mean, Hey, th this is a guy that I know on third down can, can get me the yards I need. I mean, in manageable situations, obviously, but the, the, the these are the trustworthy guys. These are the, the, you know, the, the safety blankets, you know, the, the, these are the guys that, that if, if they're really good at what they do, that quarterbacks trust in, in those scenarios. And I think Trey Quinn is that. And more importantly, if it's Case Keenum or Colt McCoy starting the season as quarterback, these are veterans that know how to use guys like that. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going with uh, Trey Quinn as a as a breakout candidate for these Redskins in that slot receiver role. Very, very good. And, and Austin, we can we can always count on you to, to really dig deep and talk about some guys that maybe we're, we're not we're not we're not we're not even thinking about. 
Um, so, so always good to have you there for that. So this wraps up everything we have for you on the NFC East. Uh, up next, we're going to be talking about breakout offensive players on the NFC North. For more information, uh, you can always check us out online at pigskinnut.com or pigskinnutradio.com and on social media at pigskinnut. For Steve the Scout and Austin Smith, we'll talk to you on the next episode where we go over breakout offensive players on the NFC North in 2019.